Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the JB and Benny Blue Review is brought to you by our friends at SavageCBD.com. Get the best in CBD products and get a deal while you're at it. Use our code REVIEW, that's REVIEW, for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Go to SavageCBD.com right now. Hey, Bird Gang, this is your boy, former Cardinal Jeremy Bridges. Tune in to the number one podcast on the web, my show, the JB and Benny Blue Review, right here on KSRN Arizona. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the JB and Benny Blue Review live stream. I'm your guy, Benny Blue. JB will hopefully be joining us here on the show. We do have a special guest joining us tonight on the live stream for episode 203 of your favorite goddamn podcast live stream, the JB and Benny Blue Review. Uh, follow us on all social media at JB and Benny Blue Review. Let me get my shit together and turn my lights so you find folks that see me take off these fucking nerd glasses. There we go. Bam! Nice and bright. In case you missed live stream, all good. We are on all streaming platforms in podcast form, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Of course, we are available in the desert, azcasualsports.com, live streaming out of Phoenix, and we are a part of the Believe Podcast Network. There's a ton of great podcasts on that network from former athletes and coaches and all types of cats that you know. Of course, make sure to check out JB's live stream on Tuesdays. That's the Burning Bridges podcast, 6.30 Pacific, 10.30, pardon me, 9.30 Eastern. Got to correct that, 9.30 Eastern with time change for the desert folks. They're on AAT Sports underscore and AAT Birds. Shout to our All About the Birds guys out of Philly, showing love. And, of course, our sponsor, SavageCBD.com. Use code REVIEW for 15% off your first order and free shipping. And listen, sponsors, questions, hate mail, whatever you got, hit us up, jbandbennyblueview at gmail.com. And if you are tapping in, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at any point, please drop in a comment or question, and we will get into all that shit coming up. Oh, we are about a quarter of the way through the season, so you know we're going to talk some Lakers. We're bringing back a familiar face to talk about that uh at this point uh our our good our good friend is probably gonna have to join us for the duration of the show if we can hold him so we can get into some college football some heisman and of course get into a brief nfl recap and week 14 savage picks so without further ado we ain't gonna hold any longer he's back for the first time in a long time our guy and yours the official lakers correspondent dr timothy j tinkle What's happening? Yo, 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 yo. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. It's been a while. You're looking good. I trust trust the chair is not squeaky. Should we give it a test? Do you need to fucking rock back and forth? No, we're good. good. We're good. We're all good. All right. So you're here. Earlier, we were texting each other like a bunch of wild ass, like three, four team trade scenarios. But... Let, let, let's get into it. You you've been on you've been on the record and off about this. Lakers are thirteen and twelve right now, and they're six in the West. I know what yeah. you're gonna say, but for our viewers out there, and your assessment as are the official Lakers correspondent, what's oh, yeah. the problem? What's the deal with this team? Okay, so you got a LeBron who's spends a million on his health a year. The guy's in tip top shape. The guy has been a little banged up, but he's fine. He's always gonna be LeBron, especially come playoff time. You got uh, Westbrook. We knew what we were getting with the guy. We knew it. Uh, but he's actually playing well right now. 
he's he's the only guy I would say on the team that's giving it a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Here's where the issue is: the brow. What is he Fucking doing? Bro. What is he doing? He's banged up all the time. And if I recall, like, nobody else had this problem for the Lakers in the last 20 years, at least. Um, <laughs> nobody that I can think of, really. Like, they've ha- always had their strength and conditioning coaches are always good. All this stuff is always good. Correct. So why why is he the problem? He shows doesn't show the leadership. You know, Kobe once said that, uh, you know, if he's got a sprained ankle, if he's hurt, if, if this, if that, he's going to play. Anthony Davis has a stomach cramp and he's out for two weeks. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And at some point, we got to hold the guy accountable. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be Frank Vogel that gets that gets the can before, uh, you know, management actually steps up and says, hey, AD, you really need to play like, you know, you just got a five-year deal. Like, we owe you over $100 million. You know, I don't, we were trying to, like, uh, in those trade scenarios, trying to figure out how the money would work, and it's really difficult league wide. Like, who's gonna who's gonna do that? Um, it's just interesting. Like, where where is this guy? Like, where where is the uh, why? Do, why won't anybody hold him accountable? It's just really really odd to me, um, especially because he is what you would call your franchise player, even above LeBron, even above uh, Westbrook, and to me. At some point, we really got to start looking at AD and saying, "Hey, dude, what's going on out off the court? Like, is it is is the living in LA? Is it too much? Right? Is it? Uh, I know we both know there's a lot going on out there. You know what I mean? Is that too much? Uh, I think we got to really start looking at that. And and he does need to take the blame. And I've, we, you and I have talked, and I keep uh, sending you screenshots every other day about you know. <laughs> somebody else talking crap about ad finally um but for me it's like i don't know that the answer is that you just got to get rid of them i don't think that's the answer but i do think at some point we got to start holding the guy accountable and maybe that does mean a trade or maybe that does mean um you know uh getting rid of somebody else that compliments him a little better but uh at some point we got we really got to take it to to ad yeah, and the whole and the whole purpose of him coming to LA and why LeBron wanted to recruit him to LA was that eventually he would take the reins from LeBron, where LeBron could be officially the number two guy, and that's fine, given how long LeBron has been played and how many miles he has on his body. And if you look at AD's contract, you brought up his contract, right now his base salary is 35-3, and then that goes up. So not only are you committing to this guy with this deal that expires, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2025, his base goes up it goes to 37 9 46 and then 43 2 in 2024 yeah. 25 and by that time lebron is literally going to be on the court with a hover round and Bronny is going to be like <laughs> is going to like be on the g league team trying to finesse his way just to do whatever he can to manipulate himself yeah the lakers yeah. so that's what you get but when we were talking about when we we're doing the these 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 all these trades ben simmons and and, and literally all these guys it's interesting because now there there seems to be those three teams. There seems to be this collective problem where you got the Blazers and Dame Lillard, where Dame isn't going to come out and say he wants a trade, but he's clearly Crazy. banged up, and he's done about as much as he can do with that franchise and with the current squad. Around we, we were talking about Nurkic earlier today. Then you go to the Sixers, the whole Ben Simmons shit. 
you know, oh, he's just showing up to the team psychologist so he doesn't get fined anymore. And, it, and it's ridiculous. They got to they got to figure out something to get him out of there. And yeah. now you got AD. So one of the trades I pitched you was finding a way to get AD to the Bulls. And then I think in that one I sent you, Dame went to the Sixers and yeah. then Ben Simmons went out to uh, L.A. because he wanted to go out to L.A. But yeah. I know that you wanted to see Dame Lillard get to L.A. But then yeah. you got the overlap between him and right. Westbrook. And they have all those guys on one-year deals, which I don't think, given how the CBA works, I don't think they could actually flip them because they just signed them. So it's a tricky so, situation where everybody's like on this one-year deal with you, the Lakers. You can, you can get rid of – is it six months? There, there is a, a rule about it, but I believe it, it's uh, – you can get rid of them first year. They can be traded. I believe. I could be wrong, but I think they can get traded. Um, and even still, I don't think you get rid of Westbrook. I just don't think you do. He he's he's a good. Uh, I think he's at the very least a good leader. Uh, to make that to make that Nurkic and and uh, uh, Dame deal work, you'd probably have to have THT in the deal. And, and if that's the case, you just can't do that because he he realistically is going to be a good scorer. He's going to be a, a good teammate. Um, he's going to go do whatever you ask of him, and he's going to do it for. I think he's at nine point five million. Right, uh, you might check that, but yeah, th- you know that's what you'd have to do I to make that right. work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, then you could almost do a straight up Nurkic and uh, Nurkic and Dame deal for for uh, uh, Anthony Davis and Tht. That would work, but and, and to me that works because LeBron took Big Z to the playoffs. He's had a bunch of weak ass. Uh, uh, you know, five position guys, and he's still always done it. Done a yeah, good job and, and his them. prime when he was taking cab drivers to the finals, and his prime, <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, like you said, yeah. no matter how much he takes care of his body, now he's getting to that point in his career where that nagging little injury will yeah. take him off long. Because let's be honest, as tough and much of a competitor as Kobe was at the in the twilight of, of his career, those kind of injuries when he when he had the issues with his shoulder and the nagging yeah, stuff that took him out for long. And yeah, that was the it, that that's the thing that killed him in that stretch after they won back to back in 2009 2010. There was a dude, you remember there was a huge gap when yeah. the Lakers were very mediocre to bad for oh, several yeah. years Real bad. in a row. Yeah. And really that was I mean, let's be honest, the last game of Kobe's career, that was just that was a regular season game. It right. was in April in 2016 they played the Jazz. So it's like but you it, saw it the team get around that game that game was important, though. It's kind of funny. That was an amazing game. That knocked them out of the playoffs. But yeah, um, but you know what I mean. It wasn't like they're playing yeah. in the finals. Like no, their season was over no. after that. Regardless, it, it, I've kind of been wondering myself. It's like, so if LeBron's not going to lead you to the championship, who is right? Because if I'm looking around the West, I'm looking at Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Chris Paul is playing just out of his mind. Um, you know, it makes yep. you wonder. Uh, if they would have never got rid of that CP uh, Chris Paul trade to the Lakers, like would they have had more chips, right? Because he would have been taught how to win a little better, things like that. But if I'm if I'm the Lakers, I'm looking around the West and I'm like, how am I going to get through this? And well, I, think I think the the only way is going to be if Anthony Davis plays like he should be, like he's paid to. Well, you you brought you brought up the Suns and the Warriors. It's the biggest indictment about how the Lakers are constructed. 
it's it's the it's the it's the seniors team because if you look yeah. if you look at the Suns, they got they got Bridges and they got all these young guys, mm-hmm. and then you look at the Warriors now, you see the rise of guys like Jordan Poole, and they have these yeah. younger role players that are kind of li- that are kind of lift them up. But when you look at the Lakers, it's all these one year guys who can come in and get hot and streaks. Like Carmelo can come in for fifteen minutes a game and get hot, but that's yeah. just it. It's fifteen minutes. He's not going to be like fucking. You're not going to put it on his back like he's still with Denver. In the fucking this kind of reminds me of like this kind of reminds me of like that uh, Portland Trailblazers team when Scottie Pippen went out there, um, and they looked like oh, yeah, like Damon like ninety nine two thousand, yeah yeah, 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 like right after he left Chicago, yep, yeah, like they were they I like, like they team. had all they had all the talent and they should have won but they didn't, yep. um, and then you know it reminds me of also when uh, uh, Gary Payton and Malone went to the Lakers, right? They should have yeah. won that championship guess, yeah, get, as well. Yeah, get, no, they shouldn't have. They lost to my Pistons. Are you kidding me? They got no, smoked, they, son. No, they should have won. They should have no, won. No, they shouldn't have. They, come on. You don't even believe that. That's garbage. <laughs> Carl Malone in an AARP membership. Like, no, you no don't way. Even, who, cares about, who cares about them? You don't even need them. You, you, you had Kobe and you had Shaq. You had the two most, two of the most dominant players that have ever, ever laced them up. Right. Who are, who are at each other's throat at the time. You know. On, oh, I yeah. mean, to be honest, if they were on better terms, that would have been, I don't know if they would have won the series, but it would have been a much better series that they yeah. could have won. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I think that was the year Kobe was going was going through his drama. It, it was a lot that they, they have, but yeah. it goes back to the point that they had their guys who could have like kind of stepped up when they needed them to, they were, they were, they were way out of here. So yeah. now you have, you have this team, it's going to be hard to, to, and let's be honest, let's just be honest. Are the Lakers going to admit that they really do need to flip AD and and make a trade during the season? They're probably not going to do that. Even though they're probably having conversations, they're probably actually trying to figure that out as we speak, as yeah. we're on the air right now. They're 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 downtown right now at crypto.com arena trying crypto. to figure it out. Arena. I know. Hey man, get used to it. The Crypto's letters came way, down. Baby. The letters came down, man. I know it was, it was so it was so weird to see, but everyone's still going to call it Staples. But they're down yeah. there right now. Or uh, pardon me, they're pardon me. They're not the, the arena. They're over in El Segundo at the facility with yeah. the with the with the with the trophies. It's yeah. Genie and it's Rob, and they're sitting there like, man, we got we really got buyer's remorse in this AD old, shit. What the old, fuck are we gonna do? Mrs. Rambus is over there trying to direct them. Mm-hmm. AD, get out of mm-hmm. here, bud. Even even Kurt's in there with his Rex back. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and they're gonna figure it out. And so let's be honest, they're probably not going to make a move. So putting a bow on on the on the Lakers topic. Um, Let's just say they don't make any changes and they keep them, even though they should really embrace the youth movement. That's that's I got off track, but that's why I brought the Warriors and Suns because they they insulated guys like CP with the young stars that are good, yeah. solid role players. Yeah. Um, I mean, what the hell? What what's more likely to happen? AD plays the five, or Frank Vogel gets fired like on Christmas Day? Oh. On his birthday, on Jesus' oh birthday, <laughs> give him a Greyhound ticket. He, yeah, he's he's yeah, maybe not even, not even. They're getting some some guys from uh, the South Side to come pick his ass up. Hey, get over here! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God! All right, so that so so all right, so you're on the bench. Let's say let's say they they fire Frank and 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 Doctor T. They hand you the clipboard. What are you doing? How are you shaking up with the pieces? You can't make any trades with this roster that they have. What are you doing? And I can pull up the depth chart if you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, but as I'm doing that, give me give me the skinny. What are you doing? So I 
I would probably look at my starting lineup first to see how I could uh, get Anthony Davis involved and involved early every game. So, unfortunately, Westbrook's probably going to have to ride the pine and probably bring bring oh. him in with bring him in with Mello, um, and then that way when they're playing together, they can just go off. Then I'm going to have. You know, I, Rondo hasn't been playing many minutes, but I would, pro- would probably put Rondo start Rondo, and I think with that, with that, and then THT, uh, I think you're probably going to be in a better situation than you are now. Um, I, I think it's Anthony Davis is real confidence oriented. If he doesn't have the confidence, he just can't. He just can't uh, can't play. Um, so I would say I would probably have to. See if Westbrook would come off the bench, um, and then just really, almost like a triangle offense, go back to the triangle and get get uh, Anthony Davis involved early. Uh, him and LeBron giving goes, you know, just uh, darting to the basket. Uh, to me, you have the talent. Like even even though you have the, these guys are old, it seems to me that they could do it. Um, and maybe that's maybe doing a great job isn't winning a championship, but I think it's uh, not being five hundred, you know. Yeah, and I mean even I mean even seeing some of the games recently for those who can't see the depth chart on the screen, Malik Monk has actually been getting decent minutes. You know, Carmel can do what to do. Um, you know, Dwight obviously has been there, won, won the title with the team, and he can he can be good in limited minutes. I mean. I still don't know exactly how DeAndre Jordan fits in. And it's and it's weird because it's like you kind of look at, and obviously they got Rondo who's got playoff experience, but you kind of you kind of look at the, the the squad. It's like the only like young dynamic guy that they have really is THT because they don't have Caruso yeah. anymore. And with just collectively with all the trades, all the guys that they've dumped, it's they don't really have that young energy guy anymore, like a Caruso and some of these other dudes. And I think it's I think it's going to hurt them. Honestly, yeah, no, moving forward, and it, even like uh, the one of the Morris twins, and they have one of the Morris twins when they won the championship. I mean, right? They, they need yeah. a they need an energy guy that's just that doesn't really care about scoring, um, that can really, uh, you know, really focus. You know, change the focus to how can we get Anthony Davis involved? You know, some guys that some shooters, right? The biggest problem that we were that we were going after the, in the off season, and then we decided to sign like. You know, Wesley Acres freaking rest home. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it seems like. Shady so, Acres Retirement Village. Yeah, yeah, uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> you got a jumper? Come on out. Right. Right. That's how they're doing it. Yeah. Well, we sh- we shall see. We shall see with your Lakers. Uh, the good doctor has been good enough to uh, to join us again. Stepping in here uh, for JB. If you are just tapping in for the first time. Follow us at JB and Benny Blue. And for all the Bird Gang fans, go to our website, JB and Benny Blue Review.com, for the exclusive merch. If you want a Super Kyler shirt or hoodie or a Bird Gang all day shirt or hoodie, use codes Kyler and Bird Gang, respectively, for 15% off. And again, tap in with our friends over at SavageCBD.com. Use code REVIEW for 50% off first order and free shipping. Again, if you're dropping in either on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube at any point, please make sure to drop a comment or a question. All right. So we got the doc, the good doctor here and uh, we've been, listen, he and I have been fucking over the moon about this Michigan Wolverines team and the college football playoff is set. And um, man, it's going to be interesting. You got Michigan 
and you got Georgia, and then you have Bama and Cincinnati. And that both of those games are going to be on New Year's Eve. So right off the bat, what do you what do you think about the matchup against Georgia? Do you think Michigan how well do you think Michigan matches up against Georgia? Let's start there in that game. Well, I think uh for Georgia, Michigan uh matches up really well. Uh you're talking about a Georgia team that after after uh Alabama dropped 40 on them allowed an average of 9 points for the for the whole year. Um then you got Michigan with this running game um, it was really nice to see the, the the passing game at the Big Ten Championship. It was pretty well. They did it. They did all right. Um, yeah, they, yeah. He went. He went deep a couple times to you know Andrew Anthony, and I mean they they really. It was a very like well balanced diet offense. I mean, I would tell and you, how, how I would could tell it not? You, I mean, they whooped them forty two to seven. So right. Jesus, they can do whatever they want. I will tell you some of these catches though. Uh, our receivers were really, for the first time all year, making just some wild catches. I don't know if it oh, looked yeah. that way yeah. on TV or not, uh, but there it, it just, you know, one-handed catches in the end zone. Um, they played they played lights out, and I think that they're really just starting to reach where they could get to. Um, with Hutchinson, I think, man, he's just playing out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that they match up great, but I think this could be kind of an old school smash mouth game uh, that can go either way. Yeah, I mean, obviously the buy the bias in me is going to lean towards Michigan, but honestly, Dude, based knows? on how based on based on based on how they've developed, basically. And I listened to an uh, Nate Anderson interview earlier today. He was on Rich Eisen, and he and he was talking about how they kind of even though there was a lot of factors that came into play as to why they, they blew it against Michigan state when they held that lead and they didn't, they didn't yeah. get that, that touchdown, uh, that fumble recovery in the end zone, a touchdown call for them. He kind of, he, he made a good point and he just kind of said that they actually, they kind of needed that L to obviously, you know, cop, st- you know, kind of stop smelling their own piss as JB says, and, you know, kind of really check themselves in the mirror in terms of what they needed to, to do better and i think ever since that game you saw their offense get a lot more balanced i mean hell it was on full display when you when, when we finally beat you know the rats of columbus and beat ohio right. state in michigan yeah and i think it's only gotten better and you know you talk about on the defensive end i mean you got the two you get the two killers coming off the edge particularly you know with aiden hutchinson who is a heisman finalist and we're gonna get to that in a second and i think i think if they can really limit the dynamic plays from georgia if they can really make it a time of possession game. They're not going to be able to run the ball over them like they did over Iowa. Let's be clear about that. Right, but right. If they if they can have long drives and keep the possession going, um, you know, hold on to the this. ball. Let me ask you this. Win. Does does Georgia does Georgia wake up after that loss cuz they just got bitch slapped. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like there there's there's no there's no real good intel about how they're going to match up other than just like trying to watch tape on both teams. So it could be a situation where, you know, Georgia realizes that they let one get away and they could be on fire. I mean, look, I'm just be honest. I'm ecstatic that they checked two big boxes this year, beating Ohio state and 
making it to the college football playoff. Well, and we'll yeah. winning the Big Ten championship for the first time since 04, which is still crazy right. to think about. That's been that long, but it's been it was yeah yeah real roller coaster ever since Lloyd left and they just the Rich Rod era and all that Brady Hoke and all this bullshit to finally get Ugh. to where they're at now and and then like the first five years of khaki man and him being set in his ways and shout out to Josh Gaddis won the Broyles Award for one of the best coordinators he finally figured out how to utilize his talent and, and balance the run pass play calling so now they're finally like you like you mentioned now they're finally starting to figure it out so my theory is and we talk about this a little offline i feel like that even if they lose this game or let's say they win and they go to the championship game they you they lose or in the fucking kind of sort of miracle if they run the table and they win a natty honestly i think the fact that they're getting this far is only going to finally solidify them in that conversation because now the recruits you know how the kids are nowadays Mm -hmm. they're going to start seeing that and some of the guys who are interested and maybe got courted by some of these other schools like the ohio states of the world are going to commit and sign that loi with michigan and plus now that transfer portal that transfer portal is going to be going crazy like they're going to be pulling in some kids alone off the transfer portal especially with as many coaching big coaching uh changes as, as there are this this year I think yes. that transfer portal is going to really open up. I know they've had uh, more people enter the portal portal this year than any year ever. Um, so that, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? And I think that that really can play dividends, especially as great a, as a recruiter as Khaki Man is. Um, you know, I th- I think this really could be the beginning of something good, especially when, Finally. you know, I remember talking to you like, the last couple of years, we were ready to, to can his ass and, uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't because uh, it's pretty sweet to watch them win that uh, Big Ten championship, you know, and then, well, and then to just drag Ohio State too. Well, I, I I knew. I mean, as bad as it was last year during the COVID year, where they played they played six games like a high school rugby team or some shit. Once he took the pay cut, when he cut his salary like in half, um, that's when I kind of knew. Like, okay he might be kind of turning the corner. He might, you know, he might stop, you know, worrying about, you know, drinking his milk and all this other stupid shit he was talking about. I feel like he, once he, once I saw that he got the extension, but he took the pay cut, I was like, I'm going to give him a chance when he was willing to be like, I got to earn it. And the cool thing is it's like, it makes sense. You get the, you get the bonuses, like whatever it is, like the half a million dollars you get for winning the Big Ten championship or going or whatever the thing. And then he, he, he gave it to the employees that lost wages over COVID, so you're doing solid things, Khaki Man. You're yes, not quite off, you're you're not quite off the leash yet, but you've done enough to be like, okay, that extension was warranted. Now I brought up Aiden Hutchinson. They released the Heisman finalist. You got Bryce Young, Alabama, who had a lights out game against Georgia. Of course, Aiden Hutchinson. To me, I think he might be he actually might be a decent comp with like T.J. Watt. Um, he just he's kind of a little undersized, but he's got that motor and he's going to go in the first round for sure. He may he's go got to the my, heart. Yeah, he may go to my kitties. God bless him. Um, uh, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. I think he's I don't I don't think he's got a shot. He's a little bit young. Maybe next year he'll be more realistic. Yeah. And then Kenny, Kenny Pickett, a.k.a. Did you see that? The fake slide, the okie doke yeah. from Kenny Pickett yeah. from Pittsburgh. Um, who do you think wins, honestly? And do you think anybody got snubbed that's not on this list? Um. I don't honestly the Heisman. I don't think that anybody's really a big snub. Um, I do think Bryce Young is going to win. I think he's going to win it easily, especially after uh, you know. It's hard to win on defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Would Hutchins? When is the last time a defensive guy won it? 
was that a long time, but you know, you know what defensive guy did win it? The oh goat. yeah. 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 The goat won it. Yeah. So I think, I think really it's a two man race between Hutchinson and Bryce young. I think, uh, the media is loving Hutchinson right now. They really are because he is, he, he's kind of, he's a true pro already. You can tell he's a true pro. You can tell mm-hmm. he's going to be a great teammate in the NFL. You can tell he's going to be a leader. Um, but Bryce Young, I think that that uh, exclamation point on the end of the year, I just don't think uh, I don't think anybody's going to top that this year. Yeah, I agree. What, I think I think I think Bryce Young will win it. To be honest, I honest I kind of feel like I know like they had like a, a like kind of a bad last few weeks, but I think I think. Kenneth Kenneth Walker the third, the running back from uh, Michigan State, should have got nominated. I think he should have got nominated. I don't think he would have been close, but I think he should have got. Were they nominated. two loss or three loss? Uh, Michigan State, I think, because they they lost to they lost to Ohio State. They got crushed by Ohio State, and then they lost to Purdue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then the college, going back to the college football ranking, they finished up tenth. So. Um, they you could are have, in, that's in, definitely arguable for sure, especially, yeah. you know, top 10 finish. Yeah. Um, I, it's weird this year. I feel like they, you know, I feel like they got the playoffs, right. I feel like they got the Heisman, right. Um, it's kind of made it, uh, not as drama filled as every other year, which is, uh, pretty, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for them. I think uh, as as much as they hit the playoffs on the head this year, maybe that kills the argument for uh, you know expansion of the playoffs. I still uh, think it should be at least six. Personally, I think it should be at least six. I think you can make an argument for twelve and give the first four teams a bye. But yeah, you know, I think if you do that, then you got to go. I I'm all for like a major restructure, um, because I think it's time the the money's there. Um, more people than ever are interested in college football, um, so I, I, to me, it seems like the right time to pull one of the pull, either the expansion of the playoffs or the complete, um, you know, changing of the conferences and everything. So, yeah, I mean, hell, you can make an argument that there really needs to just be four. You could really honestly make it four four major conferences, and then you still have like kind of like the lower level like Conference USA, MAC, WAC, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of those where it's like you could have the Pac twelve, you could have the Big Ten, you could have the ACC, and then you could have the SEC. Realistically, because yeah. let's—I mean—we're pretty much trending to where the Big Twelve isn't going to exist in ten years. I mean, I think I think we talk. I think we've talked about it as much. I personally believe that Notre Dame and Cincinnati should get moved to the Big Ten. And, I mean, if you're just breaking everything up anyway, then that means, like, Iowa State needs to come to the Big Ten. And it's like, you might as well just load it up because Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the SEC come 2024 anyway. So it's like A&M and some of those other schools, Baylor, some of those other schools, they either need to get down with, like, the SEC or the Pac-12. And it just yeah. it should be really like four. And then on the East Coast, then you still have the Clemsons, the, the all those same guys like Duke, North Carolina, yeah. Florida State. But then it's like, like get Maryland and Rutgers out of the Big Ten, please. Like yeah. I know why yeah. they did that for the TV rights, the recruiting, but send their asses back to the, to the ACC, and then just yeah. make like add like those Big East type schools, like Boston College and Connecticut or whoever is going to be in that conference. But to me, that's how it, that's how it's going to end up. 
And then you're going to have like the Boise states of the world and all those like kind of like yeah. at, lar- at large guys yeah. who are going to come around and eventually get in. So, but I do think um, they should expand it. But yeah, we both think Bryce Young and I think he's going to win. I, it'd be a great story if Aiden would win it, but um, I don't think he is going to win it. So there you go. We're going to see uh, what happens. All right. Before we get on up out of here, um, we're going to make some football picks, goddammit. You know how we do it. We do savage picks, and this is week 14. Dr. T stepping in. We're going to get JB's picks here on our social, on our social media, which is at JB and Benny Blue. Uh, so Dr. T, right off the bat, we got Thursday Night Football. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the, the Skull Vikings, who lost oh. on the last play to my damn kitties, <laughs> and the line is three for the Vikings at home. Who are you thinking on this one, sir? Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm excited to see them. I think uh, I think this could be a game where they kind of got some stuff to prove. They really do. And then with it being, uh, you know, coming out over the last week or so that it's going to be ben, Ben's last year, I think they're going to have something to prove. Um, running game should be pretty strong. Um, I think it's uh, – I think this one's Pittsburgh. See, I'm going the other way. I think the I think the Vikings win. Now you got to remember the Steelers won last week because the Ravens tried to go for two and they blew it, so they barely got that W. Yeah, um, they're banged up. I think the Vikings are going to be more steady at home. This is you know what type of year this has been. This has been very much like an up and down roller coaster year. So whenever yeah. a team, unless a team's truly trash, like my kitties, unless a team is truly trash, they're typically going to come back and win the next game, especially if they're at home. Um, and I think the Vikings, I think the line is, I know what Vegas is doing with that line, so I'm definitely not betting on this, but I'm going to take the Vikings um, at home. Um, all right, here's a good one. There it is. The Las there Vegas is. Raiders going in the Chiefs' kingdom, the big barbecue pit, and the line is 9.5 for the Chiefs who are starting to get hot. I don't think it's even close. I think uh, Kansas City just runs them out, runs them out of the building. I agree. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs as well, and I think they're going to start stepping up on defense. And I think week by week, Chiefs are going to start getting getting back into that in that Super Bowl. Mister Mister Carr is about to rip his rip his little afro out of his head. <laughs> oh, Derek, Derek and he's his so eyeliner. Funny when he goes to the sideline, man, he just he's great. But this one's yeah. a, a no brainer. Kansas City's just uh, they're gonna. I think JB said it a couple of weeks ago. He said, uh, Kansas City is going to come back around, and they they are. Um, I don't know that that is going to equate to the you know to go and to winning a championship or anything like that. But uh, regular season currently, I think they're definitely going to going to go on a run here. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're both picking the Chiefs on this one. All right, it's that big gumbo bull, baby. The Saints heading to the BUMS, 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 bums. Oops, I mean the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And the line is five and a half for the Taysom Hill-led uh, Saints on the road. Um, I'm going to probably take the Jets on this one. I, Ooh, I'm curious. Okay. I'm curious. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking weather could be a factor. Um, it's at MetLife Outdoors. Like, mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple uh, – Storms rolling through, so uh, I'm going to go ahead with the Jets. I think uh, Taysom Hill. I don't know that he he just didn't look very good last week. He just he didn't look. He looked like he, they might want to start him at running back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean that, that's why they paid him all that money so he could play five positions because that's that's right. the only way you can justify the contract. Uh, right. So yeah, um, I get it. He had he had two TDs and four picks. 
Uh, all right, so you're Ooh. taking the Jets. I'm going to take the Saints only because I can't trust the Jets. The Jets are four are are are, are have lost four out of the last five. Um, but I don't know, man. This this one this one is definitely a stay away. I'm definitely not betting on this one. This could be some super jankification going on, and I w- right. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets win. But I can't in good faith pick the Jets, so I'm I'm taking the Saints. All right. AFC South matchup. It's the urban, the scumbag, Urban Meyer-led Jaguars against the Titan Up Titans. Shout to our guy Mitch, and the line is eight and a half for the Titans at home. You know, never in my life will I uh, pick Urban Meyer to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. I think I think take it pretty easy. Yeah, this is this we're about we're about at the point of the year where the uh, the Jaguars have officially quit, and uh, they yeah. got their ass whooped here in LA pretty badly to the Rams. And uh, I'm taking the the Titans as well, who are also going to start getting hot. All right, interesting matchup, Doctor T. You got quote the Raven Nevermore coming into the dog pound in Cleveland against the Browns, and the line is two and a half for Cleveland, who are getting, if I'm not mistaken, getting Chubb and Kareem Hunt back and. I don't know about this one there, fella. Yeah, I, I think Baltimore's going to win. Ooh. Uh, every time I've ever had faith in the Cleveland Browns, they've let me down. Uh, tell, talk, I don't th- tell us about it. That's been the whole history of this fucking podcast. <laughs> right. Every time we believe in the Browns, they screw us over. <laughs> I think uh, I just don't. I don't. Is, is Chubb going to be in football shape? Is Hunt going to be in football shape? Um and Lamar Jackson does have some stuff to prove is because they're not having the year that they thought they were going to have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think he might come in there kind of pissed off and, and, and kind of run all over him. I could see him, I could see him having a really good rushing game. Yeah. Now, here's the thing to keep in mind. The Ravens did uh, did steal one last week. And oddly enough, with the. Uh, with the Browns coming off the bye week, they play. They're playing the Ravens in back-to-back games. They lost sixteen to ten on just a bad performance from. You know, people want to talk about Baker's injuries, whatever. But this one's at home. They're getting some running game back, and they they're six and six, and they need the win, or basically their season is over. So I'm I'm gonna take the Browns at home. I think I think they get they they get a, a home a home grit win, uh, and yeah. probably a snowy and yuck weather stadium. All right, it's the Dirty Birds going into JB's former employer. They keep pounding Panthers, and the line is three for the Panthers at home. The Cam Newton-led Panthers, I might add. Are they Are they going to start him again? I guess. I mean, what else are they going to do? I guess. You're right. The, go, the ghost of Jake DeLome? Like, the hell are they going to do? Like, Oof. I mean, they got P.J. Walker. I mean, I guess they could put yeah. him in. But I hate to say this, but I think I'm probably even going to take the Panthers. I, I don't – if they're they're at home – uh, Cam likes to play there. The Falcons don't really know what to expect from them, from them this year. Uh, Ridley's still out. I hope he's doing well, by the way. I hope he's kind of seeking the help that he needs and everything like that. But uh, definitely going to think uh, Panthers on this one. Yeah, the so the Panthers have lost a couple in a row. And... I don't I feel like this might be this actually may, might be the last win of the season because then they're at Bills hosting the Bucks at the Saints and then at the Bucks. I feel like they they may lose all four of those games. So I think they do just enough um to get the dub on this one. So 
against my better judgment, even though, you know, Atlanta might be able to run it up a little bit. Like you said, the whole yeah. Calvin Ridley thing is tricky. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers as well. Um, all right. Keeping it moving. It's a ding, ding, ding. How about them Cowboys? I mean, them Cowgirls at the Washington football team. And the line is four for Dallas. That's right. We're repping Valley Boys. That's right. Check them out. VBA Clothing. That's right. They're on our Instagram. We are going to be plugging this a lot more. We appreciate we appreciate the merch, fellas. We're, we're, we're repping this top. Valley Boys out of Phoenix. Represent. Uh, who do you got in this one, Dr. T? It's an NFC East matchup. Uh, I think I got to go with the Cowboys. They, they, they need the win. Um, Washington, too many unknowns, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Big day. I agree. I agree, and it's been, you already know you already know it's going to be a week that the Cowboys win because all these idiots on the Talking Head shows are already are already digging their grave, and so this right. is going to be be the week where they win. So um, I think the Cowboys, when healthy, are, are a legitimate contender. Uh, I don't know if they're quite as good as the Bucks or, or the Pack or certainly JB's Cardinals, but I think they're in the mix, and I think they're going to go and win against a Washington team that plays hard for Riverboat Ron, but they don't have the talent, especially with Chase Young being out for the year right. to really do anything. So I'm Tough taking the Cowboys there. as well. Right, exactly. He's I like that that man. You know, hey, he's a hell of a player. Hopefully, he'll he'll be one hundred percent next year. Uh, all right, it's the Squawks going in the H Town. What to do? And the line is seven and a half for the Squawks. Talk about a team who need, who needs a, a win, Doctor T. The Hubble yeah. Squawks. Boy, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if DK Metcalf can handle another loss. He might have to dye his hair yellow or, <laughs> or polka dot or something if they lose this one. Oh my god. Uh, I, you know, I'm concerned uh, with uh, with Russell Wilson. Um, I'm hoping his hand is all right. Uh, it's at Texans. I think probably the, the Seahawks are going to end up coming out victorious. I don't know that it's going to be pretty, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm picking the Seahawks as well, but I definitely don't. Vegas is, Vegas is trying to be slick with that seven and a half line to, to get the yeah, action I don't like up. That. I don't. Yeah. I could see. I could see them winning by like a, a like a sixty-five yard mule kick field goal to to steal one in there because, like you said, I mean, you just, you just don't really know what you're getting, especially on on defense. But if the Texans can't do anything with DK, um, it's definitely going to be the Squawks in this one. All right, my kitties coming off the first win of the season. Hallelujah! We're not going to go defeated. Are they? Going are they in- going two in a row? You think they're going two in a row? You tell me. The line is eight in Mile High against Denver. You know, I got to go with the Broncos. I just, I don't think Jesus. the kiddies can do it back-to-back weeks. But, God, it would be sweet if they could. I mean, listen, good doctor, as you know, on this show, we have to pick our own team. So, of course, I got the yeah. kiddies. Um, yeah. If the kiddies can make life hard on, on Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, really stop the run, although, you know, the Broncos have that rookie who's playing lights out. Um, again, it's, it's basically what I say every week. If it's time of possession and limiting turnovers and penalties, they can be in the game. It's not that that Denver is super dynamic. And the one thing about the Kitties is they haven't, as bad as they are, they haven't quit on the coach. They've a, they're they have a they have a CFL roster, but they're playing they're, they're playing their little hearts out. So yeah. they could steal one. Definitely wouldn't bet on this one. But Doctor T is taking the Broncos. All I right. did lay out. I did lay out that playoff scenario for you. You too, did. So. You did. And I said you're on drugs because that's anybody who believes that is like that shit was crazy. If this team loses and this team ties and Aaron Rodgers gets COVID, it's like this whole shit. 
All right, it's GEE men against the LA Barstow San Diego San Antonio Chargers in LA, and the line is ten and a half for the Chargers coming off of a, a whooping of the Bengals last week. Eckler has a big game. Big game. I think. I think they uh, easily, easily take care of business here, and um, that's if Daniel Jones. I mean, is Daniel Jones? He, I think he's listed as questionable. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I guess. I he's mean, still he, dealing with that. He's still dealing with that neck injury. I, I, I just can't. I can't think good faith pick them. Saquon Barkley's still dealing with some uh, nagging injuries too. I just can't. Can't in good faith pick the Giants. Yeah, and I know the Chargers have been dealing with some uh, COVID stuff, but they have Daniel Jones listed as uh, doubtful, and then they, you know they have a bunch of cats questionable: Saquon questionable, Galladay, uh, Darius yeah. Tony, Sterling Shepard. <laughs> and listen, I mean they 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 fired their OC Joe Brady, I think this week, so their season's over, and the Chargers are in the thick of the playoff hunt. So I'm taking the Chargers, and I'm taking the line. Pow pow! All right, it's the ooh Niner gang, ooh the Niners going to the big chili bowl in the bungles and the line is one for frisco on the road Ooh wee jesus <laughs> um does burrow get it done i'm just not sure that he does Ooh, uh, but i think i do gotta go with the Bengals. I, it's hard for me to pick the the 49ers in this one just at lines one it's just too tough to to, to go towards the 49ers on this one yeah, I'm not with the way that the Bengals got whooped early and they started coming back, but obviously they got way too far behind last week. They're not going to drop back to back home games. And no. I definitely don't trust the Niners to be consistent. And I certainly don't trust them to be consistent going on the road. So um, that's a weird line, but I'm definitely taking the uh, Bengals as well. All right, now here's yeah. here's a game that I'm definitely going to be watching. It's the Bills Mafia, Mafia going to that Tampa Bay pirate ship against the bucks and the line is three for the bucks the bills just got embarrassed by belichick on national television will they go down there and steal one absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not it's time it's it's tom time uh i'm just he they're they're kind of possible mvp yeah yep at four at 40 at 142 years old 142 years young disgusting it's just disgusting. He's so good. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, people are starting to to pick up all around him to all around Tom too. Um, you know, with uh, uh, Antonio Brown out and everything like that. Godwin's playing really well. I think they'll be just mm-hmm. fine. Yep, I think Godwin got like 15 receptions last game, so he was going yeah, nuts. He, and- yeah. He's got the security blanket of, of old Gronk back. So I agree. I think I think the Bucks are are, are too um, dynamic. And look out, man! The Bucks they might be sailing that pirate ship all the way out here to the West Coast to repeat and go back to the old Super Bowl. Um, yes, sir. So I'm taking the Bucks too. Now this game should have been flexed into the Sunday night game because the Sunday night game is garbage. It's the Bears against the boom 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 go pack go and the line is 12 and a half for the Packers and Witches Teat Cold Lambeau Field. There's like a there's like a storm going on uh in the Midwest this week too. So uh I'm not sure if if by game time they're going to be where we're at it's going to be warm. So I'm not sure if it's going to be Ooh. real real cold up there. Um but I think uh, Aaron Rodgers, he, he's just too good, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think he goes back to old faithful. I think Randall Cobb has a good game. Um, I think he just he does what he does, gets a W. I don't think it's going to be you know a, a huge win. I think it'll be uh, a relatively low scoring game, 24-10, yeah. 24-7, something like that. Yeah, I think the pack wins. I think it will be a little bit lower scoring than normal, just given the weather. My prediction is that the Bears are going to fire Matt Nagy and make him walk home through the snow all Please, the way God. down, all the way down Wisconsin, back to Chicago to pick up his shit uh, because they are done as well. All right, and finally, it's it's the LA Rams heading out to the desert to play JB's Cardinals. Ooh, I'm gonna be definitely watching this one. This is gonna be a good one. Oh, yeah. Line is three for this hotly contested NFC West matchup. I don't like that line to be truthful, but I, I, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, the Cardinals on this one. I'm thinking. Uh, you know, the one thing I am concerned with is the, is their experience come playoff time. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, to the, for them to go win a Super Bowl, I don't think it's going to go be easy. But I think um, I think they can definitely carry through a really good regular season. I think this is kind of the the ramp up year to them being, you know, one of the teams. I I think that's uh, the a year the year away thing. year is what you're saying. It's like the year yeah, away yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that makes complete sense. So you're, you're taking the Cardinals. Now, conventional wisdom would say that they're they're going to split this series because in week four, they beat the Rams 37-20. So I'm going to be honest. I I can see a few different ways where the Rams go in there and, and steal one. Because, um, I mean, hell, they lost, to, they lost to the Packers when they had like half their team out, 24-21. Um, um, the Packers, that is, had half their team out. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler is, I mean, if it's not Brady, he's got to be the MVP. He had two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns last week, just going absolutely yeah. ape shit last week. So I do think because Kyler and D-Hop are back, I do think they're going to win. But, man, I don't trust that line because I really, there is a scenario where the Rams could come in there and steal one. But I'm taking yeah. the, I'm taking the Cardinals as well. All right, bye weeks. You got Chad Cars calls the Hot Fins. I think the Fins have won, like, five in a row the pats dude and dr t's eagles are all on bye week and uh that's it i know we we switched up the game jb will be back next week i appreciate the good doctor for filling in and covering a a wide array of topics and he will be back soon especially as we get even deeper into uh the nba season and we will see what happens with his beloved purple and goals he talked about in the first half of the show but of course Make sure to follow us at JB and Benny Blue for all your social media needs. We always repost the full episodes to watch right there on our Instagram. So make sure to tap in with that. If you're a podcast person, fantastic. We got you, baby. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, banging out of your baby mama's Nissan Ultima, whatever, however you listen to our show, it's there. We got you. Like, share, and subscribe. And of course, tap in with JB on Tuesdays, Burning Bridges, 630 Pacific, 930 Eastern. And uh, we love you guys. Uh, until next week, this has been the JB and Bainable Review Podcast. Our thanks to Dr. T. And we Thank are you for out, having baby. me on. Of course. We love you, brother. Peace. And we are yep. out. Peace. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.